if you are interested in hearing me cover this topic like in more detail, like coherently, maybe go listen to episode 9 instead of this episode. This episode is me exhausted and distracted while trying to explain why I like Fallout 4 without really doing a good job of explaining it. Um, that being said, if you are still down to actually listen to this episode, go ahead. I'm keeping it up and honest because we all make mistakes and uh, this was one of them. So that being said, uh, listen to this episode if you feel like it. A little while ago, I tried to do a blog post about why I loved video games, but it didn't really turn out the way I needed it to. And considering that I'm doing this project anyway, and I am currently in a fallout mood, (laughs) um, I am going to do that today. (sighs) After NaNoWriMo's over, I'll get back into, like, serious topics, but writing 2,000 words a night makes it really hard for you to do introspective pieces. Um... So yeah, uh, I got into video games, like really got into video games, um, how long ago? Like February, January, no it was the last December, so it's almost a year now. Um, I started by playing Fallout, but before that I'd always, I would had an Xbox for like two years before that, but I never really touched it, because the only games we had were like Assassin's Creed games, and I mean those games are fun, but they're not what makes me love they're not what makes me love video games because assassin's creed games are really very simple they're puzzle based they're not story based and i really 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 love story based games which i didn't know until i got fallout for christmas um last year and my life has been different since then um it's just fallout is is one of those games that for me has changed the way that I understand the medium. And so today I'm going to talk about Fallout while I attempt to play it at the same time. Uh, I don't know how well this is going to work, but we'll see. I don't know. I figure if I play it, that way I'll actually, like, uh, you know, the right things will come to mind. Um, So I got Fallout right after Christmas, and I played it... um, I, I started playing it during Christmas break, and... Almost immediately, it was different from any gaming experience I've ever had. And I'm not saying here that necessarily Fallout 4, which is the version of Fallout that I that I got, um, is like the epitome of gaming or anything. I'm saying that for me, and of the games that I have played, it is by far one of the best games that I've ever played. And the only thing that's even come close to it since then is Witcher 3. And that's because it has that the same sort of um, role-playing, like element where decisions sort of matter, but I think Fallout 4 was different for me because it was so individualized, whereas Witcher Witcher 3 has, like, a character that's already been predefined, so it's a little bit less your choice, but with Fallout 4, it's almost, it's basically entirely your choice. You pick between which faction you want to support, you pick how the game ends, you are in charge of everything, and so it it's a really good, I think, way to get into RPGs because you kind of you kind of like make it your own, right? And for me, who is a uh, Johnny Jenny, for anyone who is aware of that like theory around gaming, um where there's three different types of gamers, there's Timmy Tammy, 
um, Johnny, Jenny, and Spike, and they each play games for different reasons. And Johnny, Jenny play, plays games because of individual individuality and unique like expression. So they're not about winning. They're not about big win. They're not about big wins. They're about winning or losing in the way that they want to win or lose. So it's like this like you're doing it because you enjoy doing it in your own unique way, not because you are doing it for the sake of winning. And so for me, having all those options for character choices and plot elements and such is what really hooked me on Fallout because it was it, it basically catered to every part of that aspect of me as a gamer. Um, and so, yeah, when I started playing Fallout, though, like, I didn't expect it to be what it was. Because I'd just been playing Assassin's Creed before, I just assumed that all gaming experiences would be sort of one-toned, right? Because Assassin's Creed isn't known for its writing. <laughs> it's it's known for, you know, having really easy fighting mechanics, and I don't know. It, it's, not, it's an easy game that isn't super compelling mentally. But Fallout 4 is different, and so I'm going to now get into why Fallout 4 is different. So, and this is true with a lot of the Fallout franchise. I'm not so sure about the new one that just came out, Fallout 76, because it's multiplayer, but all other Fallout games, the Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 4, are single-player RPG open world. So, single-player meaning there's not another player that you can play with. Like, it's, it's just you... I'm not sure if there's co-op. I've never really had a reason to try to figure out if there's co-op. I don't think that there is. So it, it's just single player. It's all by yourself, all by yourself, and you're you're playing as like this role playing. So you're playing as a character other than yourself as a person, and so you get to create that character to be however you want it to be. It can be evil. They can be just like you. They can be whatever. My first character, Gatti, um, she had because they <laughs> gave you all these. Um, ways you could customize the way your character looked. And so, of course, because I'm just weird like that, I found every single scar option that they had in the entire, like, uh, extras bit. They had a bunch of scars that you could choose from. And I just put every single one of them on her face, basically, except for, like, the Joker scars, because, you know, she's not the Joker. And so, yeah, that was her thing. She was, like, a military veteran or something, and I don't know. It was There was a really weak story about it. I just really liked having scars on her face because it made her look cool. But, um... Either way, it was the point is you, it had a lot of customization. Uh, crap, I just lost my train of thought. Um, uh, customization, character creation. Uh, well, I've lost that train of thought because I was uh, removing some stuff from a house while I was doing this. Um, anyway, uh, Fallout 4 is great. And I think another reason why it is great is because it allows so many different types of gameplay. Because it's like, most people probably haven't played D&D, but in D&D you have stats. So you have different skills like charisma and strength and intelligence and wisdom and things like that that determine how how uh, where your character's strengths and weaknesses are. And so in the same way, Fallout 4 has a system like that where you can choose which which aspects of the gameplay you want to focus your character build on. And so because of that, you can create a character that really fits your playstyle. And that meant that, unlike with other games, where it forced me to always engage in combat and never engage in the spoken like the spoken word like sort of story element of it, it always requires you to go into combat, 
I could get to the point in Fallout 4, and I, I did, and I have, where I can talk my way out of almost any fight because I've increased the charisma skill so much. And I liked that as a lot because it allowed me to have a, a bit of freedom with how I played. Which, yeah, and so speaking of charisma, one of the best things about Fallout 4, unequivocally, and I think one of the best things about the Fallout franchise, although I never played any of the other Fallout games, so I can't be sure of that, is the way that they deal with story. So they don't just have some generic storyline and they make you follow it directly, like a lot like Assassin's Creed does, where there's not really a secondary storyline, there's not really a lot of like extras it's just the main storyline and you're stuck with it and there's no other option it's super like like I when I first started playing I was terrified to do the main quests because it was the first video game I'd ever played that was really scary and like hard and so I just spent the first probably month playing it just doing side quests and it, it was one of the most fulfilling things that I ever did because I got to make decisions like there's this one it's not like super complex or anything but you you come across this diner right and there's this I think the the there's like these chems dealers chems being like the drugs in the game but they're not like our drugs they're like they're more like boosters so if you are um if you take Jet for example you the game slows down a little bit and it gives you an opportunity to pack in more punches or whatever so it's not the same thing but the point is they're still addictive within game um and so the chem this woman is like trying to get rid of the chems dealers who keep selling chems to her son because she's like i don't want you to sell chems to my son and so there's like a standoff and you as the player come in and both sides are like hey fam uh pick our side and you as the player actually choose which side you support and neither side is inherently wrong or right and so you get to choose as a player how you want to proceed with that you can either um i can't remember because i i I ended up killing the chems dealers because i was like okay yeah it's fine but i mean the point is it gives you lots and lots of options and especially with the big storylines it can get really weird and interesting and in ways that you wouldn't expect like there's this one Oh man, um, if you are thinking of playing this, maybe uh, maybe just ignore this. But there, on the fall in the Far Harbor DLC downloadable like content pack for the game, there is this whole plotline where, no joke, you can end up replacing somebody, like re- replacing this like ter- tyrannical leader of a cult with a synthetic human um, to keep the peace on this like insane island and you so you have to like go in and you have to covertly kill this guy and then bury him in a wall and then you have to like (laughs) and then you literally um and then you go back to the synth guy and he and he has a clone for you and then that clone just goes in and it's the weirdest ending ever because you don't know how to feel about it i think i accidentally got the bad ending in that one where you like end up with the evil ending but I wanted peace, man, and that guy was not being legit. Like, he was he was just manipulating his people, his, like, cult members, and making them hate all the other people on the island, which was just causing so much trouble. So, I mean, I figured it was for the greater good, but that's the point, right? Like, you can make different decisions. I think you could make a decision to side with any faction, or you could do the decision that I did, where you could, like, just end the feud entirely by getting rid of the 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 problem, the problem faction leader. And... I think that's the 
the thing that I want to say about Fallout 4, which that really compelled me, is that there legitimately are so many different ways to go about solving the same problem, and it accounts for so many different like types of people who are going to want different types of solutions. So it it allows so much like creativity and freedom, and you don't have to pick one side or the other, and, there, and the game isn't pushing you to pick one side or the other. You get to pick what you want. Like, in the main game plotline, there's this, like, organization, and, I mean, this game's really old, so... Or not really old, but it's older, so... I mean, if you're planning on playing it, maybe don't... <laughs> maybe don't listen to this, but... It's really late, and I don't have time to go around censoring it, but... Um, basically, in the main game pl- plotline, like, there are these, there are four factions that you can really choose to side with. There's three factions that are on the ground level that are, like, normal factions. So, they're made of, like, normal people. So there's, oh, also, by the way, this takes place during nuclear war. I suppose I should mention what Fallout 4 is. Fallout 4 is, so you are, um, a person who was from before the time of nuclear war, but you got cryogenically frozen inside a vault tech program and you wake up 200 years later your son has been kidnapped from like the cryogenic pod where they was in he your son was a baby at the time and your husband slash wife depending on which gender you choose to be as your character got killed and so now you're going off and you're going to go try to find your husband slash wife's killer and find your son and so there's like this whole plotline that interweaves and then you end up meeting four separate factions and so there's the Institute, which is the big baddie faction, like the evil faction, if you will, it's the one that's most clearly bad because they they literally want to nuke the whole place. Like they just like that's their ultimate plan is to fix the Commonwealth by nuking it. And so like that's I mean, that's the obviously evil ending, but it it's a little bit more complex than that because the the ma- the big baddie of the Institute is your son because your son got taken out of there because he was a pure human who wasn't tainted by radiation there's like a whole thing but the point is it's more complicated than that because you have to choose between the sun that you fought so long so hard to find or the the commonwealth that you've grown to know because there's four fact there's three factions within the commonwealth so there's the minutemen who's who basically go around and they're trying to make a kind of pseudo they're trying to protect people from raiders is the main goal because raiders go around and they like well, they raid, you know, they, they take stuff from, um, from the different settlements that exist. They're bad. They're, they're like one of the few (laughs) groups of people that are basically inherently bad within the game, which I think is kind of a shame, but also, I mean, it makes sense because you need a couple baddies within the game. Um, and so anyway, the raiders, um, they, they fight against the raiders. And so they're kind of like a, they're my favorite faction personally, but they're not super involved in the main plotline, and I'll get into that in a second. Um, and then there's there are two factions that that are more involved, like ideolo- ideology-wise, in the main main conflict of the story. So there's the um, railroad, and there's the the Brotherhood of Steel. And so the railroad is so I should mention synths. Synthetic humans are a major issue within the story. So the Institute, one of the things that they do is they create, they have a goal of creating, like, the perfect, like, human, sort of, so they end up creating these synthetic humans, um, and they're almost indistinguishable from normal humans, except for that when they, when you kill them, they have, like, a chip, 
um, gen- generation three since our, there's multiple generations because it's been like 200 years since the war ended. So they've had time to figure out how to make them better. But the point is, there's this whole thing where the whole Commonwealth doesn't know what, what the, that the Institute really exists. And so it becomes like a myth and a legend. And everyone's like, I'm, I'm terrified. What is this? And so the railroad, because since our supposed to be are like spies for the institute that and they go outside into the commonwealth and they're like watching what's happening and they're they're being covert and and sneaky right and so the ins but the but the institute but the railroad views the census slaves to the institute and they view them as human and so their their whole thing is they want to save the they want to save the synths and so they're they're like the underground railroad. They, a lot of the illusions in the railroad are very like American history oriented, um, and so their whole thing is they want to save the synths, and that puts them in conflict with the institute because I mean obviously they they believe that the synths are are human, and on the other side of it is the um, Brotherhood of Steel, and they believe that synths are an abomination of technology because their whole thing is technology is bad. We, because it caused a nuclear war. Technology is bad. We need to contain it. We need to like stockpile it all, keep it away from the world. It's bad. And so they hate the synths. They do not think, the, think of them as human. And so one of the central like moral conflicts of the story, and I, I was surprised at how, how, many, how different the responses could be, is whether or not the synths are really human. Because they're, they're, made, by, they're made by man, right? But... I mean, when you talk to the synths, they're really very, very human. And there's there's not a lot about them that, I don't know, they, they seem to legitimately feel pain. So I've always felt that synths are human. And so I, when I had, when I, when I did the actual main plotline, even though the Minutemen were technically the, plot, the group that I aligned with the most, I, I still worked with the railroad because I, I liked the way that they, at the very least, considered this synth, the, the synths as human, even if they had a couple... They're they're kind of extremists in that sense though. Like they'll that's that's all they fight for, and they end up sort of neglecting every other group in the Commonwealth, which is kind of a shame because the the Commonwealth is full of injustice for all groups of people, um, and synthetic people. And so the main thing is that there's that conflict. But I never liked the Brotherhood of Steel because they were just they were so mechanical, and like. There, it's a really militaristic organization. It was founded u- through the U.S. military back in when the war like began, and so because of that, it has this like strict, strict, rigid, rigid structure that I can just, I just can't do, man. <laughs> I, I just can't. I can't side with some with someone that something that can't empathize with that. So I never sided with it, but. I assumed that everyone thought like that, right? But then I found out that the, that people that I knew did the exact opposite. And like I think that that was one what I really found so compelling about that that whole thing is that because the game does a good job of of portraying both sides of that issue, you um end up with people having actually different opinions and you can have a debate about it. And that's and it becomes like a legitimate thing and it isn't just this is what the game wants you to think, so this is what is. It, it it allows you to actually have some free thought, which I really value in a game because so many, like games, like for example, with um, with the I, I recently played the the Assassin's Creed that takes place in London because the two types of games I play are stealth slash assassiny based games and single player RPG open world games. <laughs> um, so. 
I was doing that, and, like, the plot, there's no extra plot lines, there's no, like, thinking about it, and there's no questioning which side is right, which side is wrong, or anything. The plot is so not compelling, and so I think that the contrast between that and this whole, this, this literal, like, thing where where it's possible to come out of the game with a completely different interpretation of what it's telling and what it's saying is is really valuable and and that that happens with all kinds of plot lines and not only do they have these huge overarching plot lines that affect entire groups of people they also have these like little plot lines and like so you're helping let's see oh one of my favorite ones is there's this kid and so there are these things called ghouls, and so they're basically irradiated humans, and there are varying levels of them, but you can be sentient, like, like, still living, and like, like, be, you can still act human, like, be mentally awake, be mentally alive as a ghoul, and, like, live for hundreds and hundreds of years before you go feral, where you become, like, a zombie, and so there's this, this kid, and he's a ghoul from back in the days when the bombs went off, and he was hiding in a fridge at the time, and so we spent, like, 200 years in a fridge, and he wants to go find his parents, and so you as the player can choose to just lead this kid through one of the hardest parts of the map to go help him find his parents, and it's, like, it's the smallest little plotline ever, and it's the weirdest thing, because it's like little refrigerator kid, and you're just trying to help him find his parents. And I was convinced that the whole end of that plotline was going to be that he didn't, his parents were dead, because how would his parents still be alive after this long? Because it had been like 200 years. But no, his parents were ghouls, and it was the sweetest thing, because they were all together, and it was so great. It was, oh man, it makes me nostalgic. I love this game so much. And then Diamond City, oh my god, okay, I'm gonna tell the story of my first few bits, my first few moments, or not moments, like, days worth of time in this game. So, in this game, um, you start, run, like, coming out of the vault 200 years later, and you come across where you used to live, you go around, you talk to people, you defeat a uh, Deathclaw, you do some things, right? But then you start hearing about this place, Diamond City, okay, and you're like that sounds kind of cool. Maybe, maybe it has, like, actual things. It sounds civilized, sounds safe. Everyone tells you it's safe. And so, you try to figure out where it is, and so you ask this lady for directions, you get, you get, you get, you get a point on your map, and your map is almost empty at this point. There's this, like, empty space, and then this city, this little, this little symbol, and you and you see it, and you just, it becomes, it became a goal for me. I, I wanted to get to Diamond City, because I wanted to, See where is that? Not only that, that was where that's where you find information about your son. You have to go find um, Val- Detective Valentine. Um, but the point is that um, so this this journey for me was was one of the hardest things I did ever in a video game, which was so was so stupid because I realize now, having taken that journey many times, that it actually isn't very difficult. But it was the first time I'd really done anything difficult in a video game because I before that. I mean, I defeated the Deathclaw, yeah, but I did one one thing, right? But to get to Diamond City, you have to cross through the whole city. Like, there's multiple, like, little city bits, but you have to cross through downtown Boston, which is one of the harder areas of the map, at least for me at the time. <laughs> and you have to go through all of this space just to get to this Diamond City, and you don't even know what it's like. And... So for me I was I was walking into it blind and so I just followed this 
I just followed a straight path towards it, not realizing that there was an easier path around uh, downtown Boston to get to it. And it was one of the hardest things I ever did because I was, I was a noob. I didn't know how to be a real video gamer because Assassin's Creed doesn't actually do very good at combat. It's, it's, it's easy combat versus like Fallout 4, you actually have to think and like use your resources wisely because chems are a really big, important part of, com- of Fallout 4's combat. And you have to actually like, you know, have some kind of strategy about it because if you're not careful, you'll die. And so I, I went out there not knowing how intense it was going to be. And I ca- I almost died so many times because the ghouls were just so intense. And after all that, I was terrified that I was going to, like, have to go back or whatever. And when I finally reached Diamond City, after struggling for all that time, I remember just being in awe. Because I had st- it was a legitimate struggle. It wasn't... It wasn't like a video game struggle where you're like, ugh, I gotta get to the next point so I can finish this quest or whatever. It was, it, for me, it was almost like an like a journey because I started out not knowing even what I was in for. I just defeated a Deathclaw. I thought that, oh man, I can do this. I'm I'm strong and powerful. But the thing about Fall 4 is it always keeps you on your toes. It It is a legitimately difficult game. Like, not Dark Souls difficult, but for what it... For, it's a really difficult game. The bosses are actually really hard. Like the Far Harbor bosses, they're they're insanely difficult. And that's the DLC, but even the Death Claws, I don't think I could face them really without without literally a machine gun because they're so so difficult. They have so much armor on them that you have to get them in the right spot and you have to figure that out as you go along in the game. And so the point is I was, I struggled, and I struggled, and I finally got there, and I saw the little noodle joint in the center, and I saw the the way, the way the city, Diamond City looks when you walk into it for the first time, because it's in an old baseball, like, it's in an old baseball stadium, so it's like, it's in a baseball, like, stadium thing, so the city is kind of small, and it's built up and stacked on top of each other, so you have, like, an old school bus, like, as a third floor of stuff, and there's, like, metal everywhere, and there's like a center to the town because it kind of circles outward. And so there's like a center and there's like a noodle joint with this with this Japanese robot. I think it's Japanese. Yeah, it's like a Japanese robot. And it like it just serves noodles and it's great. And it has all these like stores around it. And you and each one of the store owners has its own personality. And there's it's just there's so much life to Diamond City. And I felt safe after that whole long journey. And it really got me attached to the place. And I remember staying there for ages, doing every quest I possibly could in there so I didn't have to go out to the scary world beyond. And that was how real the world felt for Fallout. Because I was legitimately terrified of the things outside of the walls of Diamond City because it could kill me so easily. And I think that when a game can can make you feel like you're actually in it to the point where you don't, where where you actually feel like a normal person would because that's why a lot of people lived in Diamond City is because Diamond City is safe, right? Um that's where a lot of the kids live and that's where a lot of the actual families if they're if you can even qualify them as families like live because it's it's the, one of the few places that is considered for the most part safe because of the structure that it that it that it it it, 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 it ugh, it's really late. <laughs> I'm sorry. That it's a part of um and so I just remember getting so enthralled in the game to the point that I would feel like that at the end of that journey. It, it wasn't it wasn't just a quest. Like it was it was a legitimate mental like 
like struggle and I had to fight against myself because I'm I mean the amount of times that I that I died to get to that point because I just kept dying because I was <laughs> such a noob and it was it was really like it made you think because you actually had to try and you actually had to commit to it and ever since then I was just enthralled and then they had all these like really interesting plot lines and the more you found out the more you were like oh and I remember this one moment I'm gonna I think I'm gonna probably end it here <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird place to end it but so one of the quests that you have to do before you can finally get into the institute is you have to go find this this scientist that used to be part of the institute and this scientist, because the Institute is all-powerful, he's hiding in the one place that is almost impossible for them to get to, and that is at the very center of the bomb crater where the bomb fell. And so to get there, you actually have to traverse this, like, the ruins, basically, of where, where the bomb fell. And I don't know why it affected me so much, but, I mean, after getting so attached to this, like, Commonwealth society, which I really did... And I really am so attached to it. Between Diamond City and all of the culture and the people there that you have to go through that you can get attached to. And just the very humanness of the place. It really feels like a real place when you're playing it. And after going through all that and like seeing the society the way it was. Walking through the ruins of the world that once was. And like seeing the thing that created the society that I love so much, it, it was really moving because you saw like buildings just, just destroyed buildings that very, that you see so similarly like erected away from where the bomb craters fell that are just in ruins, but you see them in, in like crumbles and you see the same red rock. Uh, is it, what is it? Is it red rocket? Uh, I can't remember anymore. There's like these rocket gas station type things. And, um, and you see one of them like half buried in rubble and for some reason for me it it really affected me because as the character you get to witness that first happening right like when society falls apart you get to see that explosion happen right before you go into the vault and i don't know it just it legitimately affected me like like emotionally because i cared so much about the society that seeing the destruction and the ruin that had caused it all I don't know. It just I think when a video game can can make you do that, I I think that it's just doing something right. I don't know. I I just I don't think I would be into video games the way I am now. Like I don't think I would have really understand and respected the medium of video games so much if it wasn't for Fallout 4 because I mean with with the surface level AAA games, I didn't, I, I didn't get what I was looking for because I just, I love people so much and I love understand, I love making decisions and the moral quandaries and actually a game that that requires you to pay attention, and Fallout Four was the first game I ever played that required me to do that, and even with games like Witcher, where you do have to make some decisions and the characters are complex. You don't have that same like moral thing like moral themes that go that go along with it where you're like wondering is what I'm doing right? Like 
I mean, which which faction should I really choose? Because every faction has its flaws, every single one, and every fla- faction has its advantages and its and its good things. And I, I think that by doing that, they make the game feel so much more real. <laughs> I don't know. It's like one o'clock in the morning, so I'm sorry if that was rambly. I I think that I don't know. Fallout Four is just it legitimately is my love and. When I hear the songs that play on Diamond City Radio, even now, like, they just make me so nostalgic. And, I don't know, I played this game for, like, solid five months, every day, for, like, four hours. It was, it was really bad, but it was also really good. And I don't think I'm ever gonna get to have an experience like that again, because I've, I've had, I've now have some experience with video games, but, I don't know. Ah, I'm tired. Yeah, so is my cat. We're both really tired. Um, uh, good night. So long. I will eventually make the GHP episode, but I I stayed up so late writing tonight, and I need to get this done. So <laughs> I just is gonna talk about what I love. Um, I might I might make another post tomorrow about something like legitimately intellectual. I I have this one that I'm working on right now with about one of my favorite songs like ever um and maybe I'll talk about a couple songs in it but I know that I want to talk about one of them because it I spent so much time thinking about it and its meaning and it makes me very happy to think about it so um uh yeah Fallout 4 is great you should play it like 100% because I've only experienced one of the plot lines so who knows what kind of depth you can get from even other plot lines and all the DLCs are cool. And oh, dude, Nuka World! Oh my God. Okay, so Nuka, the Nuka World, um, the Nuka, is it is it Nuka? Yeah, I think it's the Nuka World DLC, is one of my favorite things like, ever. Oh my God, that was that was so cool, man. Because you had to like act as this like leader, right? And there were these. In oh, this actually solved the problem of raiders. I completely forgot about this. Um, there's. There was like so I, I I mentioned earlier how raiders don't have a lot of personality, but in in the Nuka World DLC they do because you become like this raider boss on accident because um, you defeat this old raider boss and you get like become this raider boss, and it's like in this old Nuka Cola like theme park. So Nuka Cola being like the fake r- knockoff Coca Cola for this un- for the universe, right? And there's like these three separate factions, and you gotta like choose between them, and then there's like this whole fight. Oh. Oh, it was so good. And man, were the fights so hard. It took me so long to to beat all five of the parks. Because you have to beat all five of the parks before you can get to the next like part of the quest. And it took me so long. It was so hard and so grueling. And man, oh, that was such a good experience. Oh, I miss it so much. Oh, I hope they make a Fallout 5. Like a real one, not like Fallout 76. Where, like, it, it's like this, but with the same depth, and... Oh, it makes me so happy. <laughs> I love when a video game can combine intense difficulty and, at the same time, also have intense, like, emotional depth. Because I I really haven't had an experience like that since... I haven't played it in months, and I'm 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 looking at the game now, and I'm just remembering oh man okay uh yeah good night
Um, I hope that you got something out of this. If nothing else, just know that, that Fallout 4 is an amazing game, and supposedly Fallout 3 is too, but I haven't played it. Suppos- people seem to think Fallout 3 was even better, but its graphics are really old, so I haven't touched it, because <laughs> Fallout 4's graphics as it is, like, the people-wise are not the best, but I don't I don't know, man. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, this is I talk to my cat about whatever's on my mind. My cat is sleeping. She's She's being very cute. Okay, uh, signing off. Bye. <laughs>